gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hello, welcome back to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast. I believe this is episode 146, and it's presented by and hosted by G2. I am G2, and I would like to ask every single one of you, how are you today on this beautiful Sunday? Or if you're listening to this on another day, whatever day you're listening to this episode. Um, I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you guys were able to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. If not, have no fear. You have a whole new week to accomplish your goals, accomplish what you want to try to take out for this week. So take a chill pill, be able to breathe in, breathe out, and handle your business the right and correct way, okay? Now, before I actually get into news, I got to talk about the National Food Days of the Week. Today being October the 15th, it is National Chicken Cacciatore Day, as well as National Roasted Pheasant Day. October 16th, tomorrow will be World Food Day. October 17th, you have Four Prunes Day as well as National Pasta Day. October 18th, it is Meatloaf Appreciation Day as well as National Chocolate Cupcake Day. October 19th, you have Seafood Bisque Day. October 20th, you have National Brandied Fruit Day. So please drink and eat spiked food or spiked fruit responsibly. And to round this off, it is October 21st, National Pumpkin Cheesecake Day. Now, I hope, as I said, everybody had a great week. And again, what I'm about to say, I'm not sponsored or paid for by these people. I hope you guys were able to get what you wanted to get uh, October the 10th and 11th. That happened this past week. Um, it was Amazon like Prime Day deals on those uh, past two days. I hope you guys were able to get what you wanted to get. I was able to, my people were able to get what they needed to get off that. So we're kind of set for that right now. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Let me get into this. Um, last, what? I believe it was last week's midweek episode. I talk about my grandmother passing away and uh, the funeral that I didn't go to because I wasn't too uh, cool with my grandmother. Well, I went up to Connecticut this past a uh, week, well, last weekend, coming back this week on Monday. Um, so I'm a mom, so I'm a dad. They're doing well. They're doing fine. Um, we had a good time together. We drove around. We ate at some local food spots in Connecticut. We had uh, mom and pop store ice cream, which was great. Um, just a nice, good time being around. We were able to walk around. Uh, Times Square even got a built-in like Reese's. If you go to like the Reese's, uh, I don't know if it's Hershey's or Reese's, one of the two, that place. But you can get like build your own Reese's. Uh, my sister was able to build her own Reese's, so she was able to do that. Um, yeah, we just enjoyed ourselves there. Um, I want to talk about one thing. For anyone that's going to meet me in life. And you want to travel with me. Just know. There's always going to be some type of plane issue. When you're around me. You don't believe me. 
Let me list these examples for you. First time I ever got on a plane, that was in 2017. I was supposed to go up for a funeral with my mother for one of her uncles passing. Uh, the plane uh, constantly was delayed. It delayed two times. I'm usually the baseball method, three strike, like three times. You got to tell me something, then you're out. And then we just straight up just change the plans. I told my mother, if it changes one more time, because we're already at two, we're not going. Didn't happen. So we were able to go. So that's already prime example number one. Uh, prime example number two. And is this one's not really even an airplane problem, but this was still a traveling issue here. Um, 20, I want to say it was 2019, a year before the pandemic, my mother took myself and my younger brother to, uh, New York for spring break. I was first college, like spring break. Um, we went up there on the plane, fine, cool. But when we got down, we got down literally at, I want to say probably four and we had to go pick up our car, rental car. We couldn't get out of the rental car place until about, I'll say, 11. So we were stuck in a rental car place for literally six hours. So that was already trash right there. So that's example number two. The next example, number three, not this flight, but the previous flight. Uh, me and my sister, we had to wait for hours as we had to have a return flight from Connecticut to South Carolina. So we waited, waited. So again, that's already trash. And now this one here. We had a flight coming back from Connecticut to uh, South Carolina on Monday, and we were supposed to be up in the air by 7.30, so meaning you have to be at the airport two hours early, so we had to be there at 5.30 in the morning. So we get there around 5.50. People are lined up to the gills, literally, like, it's already a small airport that we're in, first and foremost. So you already see the people lined up, and, like, they're already starting to get, like, to the back. You know what I mean by the back? They're starting to almost like reach the outside with the line, how much people are coming in. So we get ourselves checked in. We stand in line and the line isn't going nowhere. We stand in the line. My mom is in her vehicle. She's seeing us off. She's constantly waiting. She's calling me. I'm standing there. I'm getting aggravated. I get my a phone call. She asks what's going on. I said, I don't know. We're waiting and waiting. Come to find out their machines are broken or they're not working at the moment. Both of their machines. So it was me and my sister literally waiting like hell with a lot of people and nobody was throwing a fit. So I can say that about the people there. I was happy to know I threw a fit because I just would have just created a mood for everyone just like, oh my god. Um. So nobody threw a fit, but Everybody was just standing, and it was so long, and it was so trash. And once we got up there, we got ourselves checked in, we got our bags checked, and all that crap, we get on our plane. We sit there, and mind you, as we are getting ourselves checked, the machines are still not working all the way. They only got, like, one machine working right now. They only got one TSA person actually checking your passport and all that crap. So, again, we're still... Uh, in the lines, people are still in these lines. So when me and my sister finally get on our plane, we get on there about a good 8.32. I text my mother, let her know, hey, me and my sister's on the plane. Uh, we'll text you whenever we're about to get up in the air. And slowly, 
as snail and as slowly as molasses, people would get checked in, get on the plane, and I'll be damned, we stayed on that plane sitting legitimately for an hour. Because as the last person got in, they shut the door, the flight attendant or the pilot, I don't know who it was, they said that we are now fully capacitated, well, have full capacity, and we are now ready to go up in the air. And I checked my time, and I saw it was 9.34, and I said we sat on this plane for a legit hour. My sister was tired. Uh, oh, yeah, our newest addition to the family, our newest little pup, he was tired. He was in his little bag, so it was a whole trashy mess. I'm just going to say this again. If you are traveling with me, I don't know what it is with me in air travel. It just doesn't work. For some reason, does that go? Is that going to stop me from going on planes? No, because planes are way more quicker than driving a car from one place to another. Will I do a road trip? Yes, I'll do it. I've done it before. But I say all that to say this there's always going to be people that will have the almost the exact same experience as me. People that are dealt with some type of cards by the universe where something that should be so easy. Is never going to be easy. It's always going to be filled with some type of trash or some type of dilemma. For me, it always just happens to be air travel. That's just what it is. I'm always, I always have my headphones with me, so I'm always able to keep myself uh, entertained and do what I got to do as the time fleets and passes by. I just want people to know if you do happen to see me and I'm in an airport somewhere, and again, this is. On a rare occasion, because I usually like to be in my house, I'm like, Bigfoot, if you happen to catch me out, you're good. Because you won't usually catch me like that. But, if you happen to catch me in an airport place somewhere, just know, I'm more likely in there because uh turbulence problem or some type of unfortunate situation is happening with uh, the plane that I'm supposed to be getting on. So, there's probably a lot of people that has to deal with this, but I'm just saying from my experience, that happened with me this past week. And that's just my experience with air travel in general. And I say all that because I got to get into the news and I got to talk about what happened this week. And I want to give people a little bit of insight what happened this week with me. Oh, yeah. With the little pup that we got. Uh, He's small. He's I'll say what, four or five months. So he's not totally housebroken potty trained yet. So that's kind of being a uh, situation that we're trying to get together, trying to get him potty trained, trying to get him. All right, try to get him readjusted to the place. He's a nice little pup. He does his business. He like plays in his little playpen. We've had some uh, accidents, pooping and peeing in the house, but that's kind of to be expected. We're trying to get him on a routine now. But yeah, that's kind of what happened to me this past week. So before I get into the news, I just wanted to share people what happened with me. So now with that out of the way, let's get on to what happened this week. I want to talk about a hack that happened on 23andMe. As this comes from the New York Post, it reads 14 million people have shared their genetic information with 23andMe in hopes of learning about their heritage. After a hack that appeared to target people with Jewish ancestry, some might be wondering how to cut ties with the company. The apparent hacker posted in an online forum last week offering to sell the names, locations, and ethnicities of what could be millions of 23andMe users, calling out Jewish people specifically. 23andMe confirmed to the Washington Post that the leak contained real data and said the hacker appeared to be 
the result of credential stuffing in which an attacker uses elite username password combinations from other sites to break into 23andMe accounts. It's not the first time 23andMe has come under fire for data privacy and security concerns after local police used a DNA database in 2018 to arrest a man believed to be a serial killer. Genetic testing companies, including Ancestry and 23andMe, promised to start disclosing law enforcement requests and obtaining customers' separate express consent before handing over information about their genetics to outside companies, including insurance agencies. Okay, cool. 23andMe said in a blog post that hackers probably broke into individual accounts and used the site's DNA relatives' features to compile lists of people after noticing the incident, the company enlisted the help of digital forensic experts and law enforcement. It said 23andMe is requiring all users to reset their passwords. Now, if you request for your data to be deleted, you can do so. If you live in a state with a comprehensive privacy law, such as California, Virginia, or Colorado, the company is required to do so. If you're a 23andMe Customer, you can request your information be deleted from inside your account settings. The company will email you for confirmation, after which it will be permanently delete your account, stop using your data in new research studies, and destroy your genetic sample if you give permission to store it. Okay, here's my thing with this. Um, I never ever believed in that whole 23andMe, AncestryMe uh, stuff to try to find your long-lost people I I never ever like signed on to that because it's always weird. I've heard about people using uh con swabs or whenever you will go to these sites they'll send you some type of uh packet to get your DNA and the only thing you gotta do is send it back to them. I'm not certain if it's true or not. I don't like the idea of giving a company your DNA, your saliva, whatever it is of you, so they can quote unquote store it and try to find your people. Yes, yeah, certain people, it might be true that they do that with, it might have done that with a lot of people, but you're still giving a company your DNA, and they're able to go around your DNA willy-nilly, and as you can tell, they kept it in their data frame, which a lot of companies do that anyway, whether you sign up for a cell phone or whatever else, people have your data, but this specifically, they have your health data. They can connect your saliva to this or that or wherever it may be so you can find your relative but imagine what they are able to find with your saliva for other things. Imagine the people that have your data from your saliva in their database. They're able to have your data now and do whatever it is they're able to do. See, it's crazy to me how they, how a hacker was <laughs> offering to sell the names, locations, and ethnicities of people on these websites. That's insane to me. Again, you got to be careful who you give your information to, uh, what type of websites you give your information to. This right here just always sounded nuts to me whenever people want to try to find their ancestry. I want people to start being okay with the people that you do have in your life. I understand if you have no one in your life or you might be a foster uh, child or somebody that just doesn't have anybody. Let me just make that perfectly clear because you got a lot of things that could have gone wrong or you just not know anything about yourself and you go through these websites like a 23andMe or Ancestry, you try to find 
who it is and hopefully they try to get you your right people, your right family, who you belong to and all that type of stuff and their like information like that so you can meet up with them. I I would like for people to know, listen, you have to be okay with you. I understand you want to have that connection with family, have that uh have that void being filled in your heart because certain things are not there and you want it to be felt with family because everybody wants to have family in their life. I get it completely. I'm blessed to have family that I have been around that birthed me, that loved me from literally from an infant to this 27-year-old now. I'm glad to have family that have stuck with me, everything else. I'm one of the lucky ones. I just want people to know that there are certain people that are not like me that might not have a quote-unquote blood family, but they have their own family they choose. You can choose family. Family doesn't always have to be your blood. It's people that you choose to be around, people that you choose to give yourself access to you and the honor to know who you are as a person. That's family. Family just doesn't have to be blood. So I want people to start knowing that. You don't have to look for blood just to fill that hole in your chest or that void that you're feeling. You can feel it by going out and exploring the world and actually finding family with people that you enjoy to be around and that enjoy to be around you. Don't just willy-nilly give up your DNA to companies like this just so you can find blood relatives because you never ever know who you might find and whether they're good people or bad people. Um, that's always a risk that you're taking. And also, like this, you're risking people having your DNA and they're able to do whatever they want with it. And this right here is pretty weird. It's something that's happened before, apparently, because they're not, because they just said 23andMe aren't, uh, they've dealt with some type of privacy breach before. So this is still just something that I want people to be on the lookout for. Do not give your DNA over to a company like this. If there's going to be more companies coming out later down the line to find out, do you want to know what your kid's going to look like? Do you want to know this and that? Do you want to know if you got uh, some type of disease that hasn't been proven or whatever? There's going to be mad different things coming down the line. And people are going to give their DNA for free. They're going to give it away because it's going to sound nice and everything. I want people just to be cautious. That's all I'm looking for. I want people to be cautious because I want people to live and I want people to be safe. That's all I am asking for. And that's all I truly want from a lot of people. But again, uh, we'll wait and see on that. But I think I should have. Nah, I think I should have. I think it's up to me and people like me to tell you guys what's going on. And this is one of them. So if you have a 23andMe account, I would say just delete. Ask them to delete your uh, information, even though they got your data already, I was still asking them to delete it because you got to at least say, hey, I told them to delete it. And if any, if another security breach comes out, you can at least try to sue them and you might get some money out of them. That's just my thought process on it. But hey, you do what you do on that one. Now, next up, I want to talk about uh, some information that came out this week about police officers uh, in Florida, like taking PPP loans 
accumulating up to $500,000. Uh, 17 Florida sheriff deputies accused of stealing about $500,000 in pandemic relief funds, aka PPP. Uh, they appeared in court Thursday on charges that they stole about half a million dollars. The Broward County deputies who are charged separately are accused of a range of crimes. According to court records, most are charged with wire fraud, which carries a sentence of up to 20 years in prison. The one deputy is charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud, which has a maximum of five years. The eight law enforcement deputies and nine detention deputies have been suspended. Uh, as it goes on, blah, blah, blah. No matter the amount, we will not allow limited federal tax dollars, which was intended to provide a lifeline to small businesses as they struggled to stay afloat during the economically devastating pandemic lockdown to be swindled by those who are employed in a position of trust and cast aside their duty to uphold and abide by the law. A person in the PPP uh, program would say to News for Jacks, again, this is Florida, so expect that. I don't mean to ever crap on Florida, but just Florida, you guys always got things going down, and I never ever am surprised by anything that happens in Florida. Oh, yeah, there was also a Florida woman that, uh, she did something in the airport. I think she stabbed some people in the airports, and I think uh, she got arrested for it. And this happened in Atlanta. But it comes from a Florida woman. So, again, Florida, I don't know what y'all be having in the water, bro, to make y'all do certain things. But, dude, come on. Something has to be done. But, anyway, with this now being the case with uh, police officers getting caught for taking PPP loans, this kind of goes in line with what I said last week. If you missed last week's episode, I talked about a police officer uh, having OnlyFans, and now they're looking into her and seeing if she broke any like conduct in the police station. And the conduct that they're talking about is having uh, people look at the police officers differently because if you're a police officer, you're not supposed to be conducting yourself in a certain fashion. Um, I don't see how having an OnlyFans is wrong while people right here are literally breaking the law. She did not break the law by creating an OnlyFans account. She didn't. She just made extra money on the side. Legally, unlike these people who, again, they're being accused of this, they took PPP money. Now, for people that don't know this, and from my understanding, the PPP loan money was for uh, during the pandemic, small business owners, they needed that money just to keep open and basically just stay afloat. That's my understanding of what the PPP loan money was for. So now with the officers taking that money, they're not small business owners, at least from my understanding. That's the reason why they're getting uh, arrested right here. And they're being accused of what, taking $500,000 altogether, those 17 uh, officers. Again, having an OnlyFans account would have killed all of that. I'm not saying if you do OnlyFans, you're going to make big bank money, but you're at least making legal money on the side. And again, I don't see how having an OnlyFans is going to kill your business or kill you professionally. It shouldn't, personally, at least in my personal opinion. I don't think it should. Unlike this, you took PPP loan money. This is going to kill your career because if you get arrested, dog, well, not arrested, if you get sentenced, you're going to be spending, what, they said 20 years in jail? That's like the maximum? 
One of them was uh, about to commit wire fraud, and they got, well, they're going to be getting five years if committed. So, again, I would say, yo, dog, create an OnlyFans account if you want to make side money on the side, and I don't think you're profession should personally really care that much if i'm going to be completely honest with you like that because they know what you're doing it for you're making side money you're making money on the side that's what it's all about but again perception is reality to a lot of people i think that that should never mess with your profession if you are a good person if you work that job and you're not well doing anything bad bad like illegally like beating up on people killing people anything like that when it comes down to being a police officer that is punishable offense for you to be fired and everything else. Not an OnlyFans account. This right here, the PvP loans, that is a punishable offense. That can get you fired. That and everything else. That's why these officers are being suspended from their job. More than likely, they're going to be suspended until this whole uh, court stuff gets situated with them. But again, I wanted to bring this uh, topic up here just to remind people of, yo, police officers, they do wrong. And also, A. If you want to make money, just do it in your free time on the side and your profession, at least in my opinion, should not care about what you do unless you are doing something that could really damage the reputation of you. And what I mean by that is like beating up on children or something like that. That's whenever I'll say, okay, a company has to look into you and you might be fired off of a job. But an OnlyFans, no. PPP loans, yes. So, again, that's the reason why I brought this uh, topic up to you. Now, on to the next topic, and it's technically an update. Um, I talked about this kid, Daryl George, who was a kid that got suspended from Texas high school because of his hairstyle. Well, there's been an update. Uh, Daryl George, he has now been transferred to a disciplinary alternative education program. As this comes from people, it would say in a letter to Daryl's family on Wednesday which has been obtained by people. Barbers Hill High School principal Lance Murphy wrote that the 18-year-old's removal from his school was due to infractions such as disruption in class, failure to follow school staff rules, and violating the school's dress and grooming guidelines. Murphy's letter to Daryl's mother said that the teen would be removed from the high school on Wednesday and placed in the EPIC program through November 29th. He will also state, I have determined that your child has engaged in chronic or repetitive disciplinary infractions that violate the district's previous communicated standards of student conduct. Your child has had the misconduct explained to him and has been given the opportunity to present his responses to these charges. The letter continued. Murphy added in the letter that Daryl could return to his regular class program on November 30th. However, the principal said the teen is not allowed to visit the campus while he is in the alternative education program unless he discusses his conduct with school administrations. Now, the family attorney would claim that this is retaliation. During the grievance, they asked me to agree to take the case out of federal court. I told them no. All this was at the grievance. They filed a motion to pull it out of federal court, and the judge struck the motion for noncompliance with court rules. So they retaliated by putting Daryl in a alternative education program. Um, a spokesperson for the family told people that Daryl felt scared as he stood outside of that education building 
The Barbers Hill Independent School District said last month that they have filed a declaratory judgment lawsuit asking for court clarification about whether Texas Crown Act prohibits grooming policies surrounding the length of a male student's hair. So they have decided to remove Daryl George from his regular classes and put him in a alternative school. And they're going to say because of disciplinary functions. Now, if that was the case, I would think, and I'm just going to be real with this, you would have heard all about his bad attitude or misconduct and all that in the news filings, the same way that we heard about, hey, this is the reason why he is being suspended because of his hair. The school would have popped up and said, no, he's been acting bad in class or something like that. You would have heard that somewhere in the news. I haven't heard that. I haven't read it not once in any articles. I haven't seen none of it. But now we're starting to see and hear that he's had some problems. No, dog, it's something with, I don't get it. What the hell is up with people talking about people's hair? If you have a problem with people's hair, there's the only way that I can see you have a problem with it is if it's dirty and it smells. And like the kids make complaints about it. Now, that's the only reason how I can see a school have a problem with somebody's hair. Now, if the kid's hair is maintained, it doesn't smell. None of that type of stuff that people with actual common sense will have a problem with. Get off this kid's back. I don't understand it. Hopefully, we get a proper update, like with actual court, like results coming soon. Because for him to be out of his regular school and go into this alternative school, Dog, that's insane. He's going to be spending a month in there. And he's coming back to his regular school literally after Thanksgiving. What are we doing? This is stupid. He shouldn't even be... He shouldn't be out of school. He shouldn't have been suspended. All these things that's happening to this kid is despicable and deplorable by Barbara Hills High School. It's just... It's deplorable. It's nasty. All because of someone's hair. Hair. Get it right. Not because he punched a kid. Not because he punched a teacher. Not because he brought a gun to school. Not because he did anything literally that was so heinous and so miscreant that would actually warrant someone to go to an alternative school. You're sending him there because of his hair. Which, again, if you look at... In the photos that is being presented to the public, his hair is literally not messed up or anything. He took care of his hair. I'm not understanding what it is. He just have it in locks. I don't, again, I don't get it. I would never get why uh, teachers or education are worried about other people's hair instead of about the kids' actual grades and how they are uh, participating in school. Yo. I don't get it. Hopefully, again, there'll be more coming out of this whenever the time comes around. I just wanted to give you guys an update on that. Um, next update, Carly Russell, the black woman that was uh, faking her kidnapping. She has now been recommended one year in jail and nearly 18000 in restitution. Um, she's been found guilty of two misdemeanors. So, yeah, she has to... Spend one year in jail, pay a fine of $831 and restitution in the amount of $17,974. So that's what we have here. Um, 
You know the funny part? All jokes aside, though, they did that quick for her. This Carly Russell problem happened in July, and we're in October. That's three months. That's three months of them basically working hard and frivolous just to try to get Carly Russell and find her guilty of false kidnapping. So that's what she has to deal with now. She made Alabama upset. She got global, not global, nationwide attention. And uh, yeah, she now has to go to jail for one year and pay money up. Now, there's certain things people might look into and say, how could they give her this one year where you got people out here that made false accusations and it took them longer to uh, sentence them to whatever they got charged with? Hey, I'm not going to argue with that. I just, again, want you to know, whenever you're making these comparisons from one person to another, you do know what country we are living in, and you do know the skin complexions of certain individuals whenever you are making these uh these comparisons. I just want to let you know that right well, all right? So let's get that right out the muscle. I want this to happen every time for all the people that make false allegations, false kidnappings, false reports of things of intense magnitudes. Because a kidnapping is intense, uh, a sexual assault charge and when it comes out to be fake, is intense. You know all the big ones that will get national uh, coverage. People that make false reports, they need to go to jail. I don't care what skin color you are. I don't care what sex or what gender you are. I do not care. You make a false report of a man, like of a big issue, you gots to go because you are wasting people's time and you're wasting people's uh, sympathy and you're wasting people's emotional currency because what people are failing to realize and what people are failing to really say is whenever people are invested in someone being kidnapped or uh, a story that's so damning and so sad and you just think about someone being kidnapped or you think of someone losing a baby or someone getting brutalized in some type of way and you hear that it's a hoax you wasted people's emotional uh, currency because not a lot of people have emotional currency in this day and age. You have people that are wasting their emotional currency day in and day out. You have some people that are reserving their emotional currency. They're not just going to throw it out for every Tom, Dick, and Harry. They're going to wait for someone that they know to get kidnapped or something bad happened to them or whatever. You want to have empathy for everyone, but with things like this and things that people creating uh, fake reporting for anything, people waste their <laughs> emotional currency. They waste their empathy, and that makes a lot of people more jaded. And that's what this whole thing is really about, because now people are going to be questioning someone's kidnapping story if they ever say, I got kidnapped, or word now you got more people being jaded, more cynical. You get now basically the internet transported over into the real life. So, again, I understand why she got arrested, why they give her a jail for one year. Again, I'm cool with that because it's only one year. She'll do that time and she might not even do the whole one year, to be completely honest. She'll probably do some months of it. She's not going to do the whole year. I don't see it happening. But anybody that does create a false report, like, seriously, you need to go to jail. I'm not even going to try to lie to you. 
because it's not cool, it's not right, and you're wasting people's emotional currency, to be completely honest with you, and uh, yeah, you need to go. Now, speaking of emotional currency being wasted, I do want to ask everyone a question. This is kind of moving away from emotional currency, but actually onto financial currency. Um, There was a social media video that was floating around this past week. It was a woman trying to get out of dude because he skipped out on the bill. And in her video, she would claim that he was constantly trying to persist her on going on a date. She was never trying to give him the time of day, but she ended up giving him the time of day, even though she wasn't interested in him. Uh, she ended up meeting with him. He wanted to go out for some drinks. She sent him the location. They go to this location, go to this spot. She ends up uh, making content, taping herself, uh, ordering oysters, eating the oysters, eating food, and drinking her drinks. And homeboy dipped out. Homeboy dipped. He only had one drink, she would claim in the video, and she's saying that he should have never, ever dipped and never, ever asked her out. Now, I don't know what anybody feels about this. I know how certain people feel. I know a lot of people were not on her side at all. People were getting at her for slurping sounds. People were getting at her for saying that she wanted him to pay for this thing, even though she wasn't interested in him here's my thing on this and i've i've heard for throughout the years that women will do this they'll use a person for meals even though they're not emotionally or even like any type of attracted to them at all they don't even want to know them on a personal basis or anything they just want to use them for food and then like dip out i've heard about it and I want people to quit that. I want people to quit, whether you're a man or a woman. I want people to quit because that is disgusting behavior. That is heathen behavior. Don't you have any pride in yourself? If you're going to take up someone's invitation, and even though you said, I didn't want to, you still have a choice on saying no. You already said no to this man, man, multiple times. You wanted to get a quick fix and you end up getting mad because he dipped out and you had to pay the bill. I want people to stop that. I want people to quit taking up people's invitations if you do not want to deal with this person. You're wasting their time and you're wasting time that you win that person will never get back. That is disgusting to me. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. If we're on a date and we are talking, and I see you on your phone, or you see me on my phone, I think you have the right to chastise someone. I think you have the right to say, hey, can you put the phone down, or something like that. I think you have the right to do so. I think you have the right to say, whenever this thing isn't clicking, hey, this thing that we're on right now, this date, or whatever this is, this isn't clicking, I want to end this. So, yeah, I'm ending it. Somewhere, do it like respectfully. Because, again, there's a way to do it, come off as a dick, and there's a way to come off and be respectful with it. I would say try to be as respectful as you can, but if someone's giving you a nasty attitude, I think you can give a nasty attitude back. Even though certain people might say, that's wrong, because wrong is wrong, don't equal to a right. I understand that, but guess what? You got to have some home training. You got to have some type of uh, decorum in yourself. You, You know right from wrong. You know not to stab someone. You know not to 
smack someone, you know not to do all these type of things if your parents taught you right. And even though if your parents didn't treat you right, you know what to do because people live by the saying, do unto others as you want others to do unto you. You won't want someone to use you for money. You won't want someone to use you for this and that. In this clip, this is further proves that she wanted to use Mans for his money on this little drink date, which ended up, ended up turning into a food situation, and homeboy just dipped out. So, again, do not be like this person. Do not be someone that is using someone for food. Do not use... uh someone because of who they are do not use anyone in general i think that if you use someone it's a bad thing i think that you should actually want to know someone if you're around them or if you're on a date with them you actually want to at least try to invest in seeing who they are that's at least my belief that's the reason why you go on a date i know not every date is going to be successful or you might be a one-time occurrence at least give it a shot instead of being a filthy, dirty heathen. That's all I'm trying to say to that. Now, again, you can look at the video, see it for yourself, but I've seen from a lot of people's comments on it, they weren't cool with her doing this. They were actually applauding the guy for dipping out and saying that she was foul. So, again, you guys do what you do. I'm just saying don't be a dirty heathen, don't be nasty, and also don't try to... uh gaslight someone because this is going to try to uh, leave people with a bad taste in their mouth and try to say that men or whoever you're targeting or not good people because that's usually what happens anyway if a woman uh video records something they always throw it down onto a dude saying dudes aren't nothing that's kind of always been the thing that's kind of going around more frequently and certain people are pushing back to that same thing with dudes dudes you're not on the off the hook with this neither Dudes would say a woman's a gold digger, and then now it applies to all women being gold digger. That's not always the case there, too. So, again, I want people to start not being so judgmental to a group of people. You could be judgy to a person and then the people that are just like these people, because certain people you can spot out if they're gold diggers or they're using you for uh, whatever they want to use you for. You can spot these type of people out in your life, and you could call those type of people out. You could do that, but don't just say all people are this, all people are that, because it's not the case. That's not the truth. So, yeah, don't use you don't use people. Be kind, be considerate of their time and yours, and uh, that's all I have to say about that particular situation. And on to what I say, gaslighting. Because we have the queen of all queen of gaslighting, Jada Pickett-Smith. She is now putting out a memoir. I believe it's on, what, October the 17th, I believe. She's been doing a whole media press thing about the book. And you know what it's about. Her and Will Smith. That is what the media cares about. That's all everybody cares about with Jada and Will Smith. Anytime Will's name gets brought up, it's Jada. And anytime Jada's name gets brought up, it's about August Alcina, Will Smith, and now Chris Rock. Um, apparently in this press tour that she's been going on, she's mentioned that her and Will Smith have been separated since 2016, but they kept it under the wraps and that they are exhausted with trying to make it work. So they've been done for the past seven years. And in one of the little, uh, runs that she's been on, she talks about how, uh, Chris Rock even tried to date her or at least 
get her on a date. Uh, she would say that she was confused with Rock's proposal and asked him what he meant. She says Rock then asks her, well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? The actress denied the divorce and told Rock the reports were just rumors. She said that Rock was appalled and he apologized profusely. Now, people would start to speculate saying that Chris Rock's jokes and the subsequent uh, slapping by Will Smith now makes sense. So people are trying to say that Will probably got wind of Chris Rock trying to date Jada. So that probably added fuel to the smack that happened at the Oscars uh, last year. Again, people are, ugh. Listen, we all know what it's about. It was about the August Alcina deal. Uh, Chris Rock was making fun of Jada Pickett, hair, not having hair, alopecia mess, all that good stuff. Will Smith doing what he did. Yo, dog, we all know what it's about. Uh, Pickett confirmed that she did tell Rock that he needed to quit the Oscars in the year 2016 of the protests. Uh, and want to mention that Rock made a joke about the actress during his opening monologue. Pickett said that Rock apologized, but the pair didn't talk for six years until the most recent Oscar incident. Uh, she said that after her husband slapped the actor, Rock immediately came over to her and apologized. Rock told her he didn't mean any harm, but Jada said she believed he was still coming after her because of the 2016 Oscars. She said that she couldn't get offended or judge Rock before the joke because that's what comedians do. However, the actress did say, I've had my feelings hurt for sure. I've had my feelings hurt a lot by Chris. Okay. See, see what I'm saying? That is gaslighting at its finest. Yo, dog, we got to quit this. Stop it now. Stop it. Jada, you are good. You're good at gaslighting. You're good at manipulation. Oh my God, bro. Stop it. You're not going to get people to side with you like that. You got certain people siding with you. I'm not going to lie. You got certain people that can't see through this to side with you, but you are truly good. You're good at gaslighting and manipulation, my friend. Stop it. You have dealt with a person that is not mentally stable or mentally able to call you out on your crap like Will for so long that you're able to find out the weak souls and gravitate and have them gravitate to you. August Alcina, he was able to do so. And by the way, Will Smith, again, my man, you still should have got at August Alcina. You for damn sure should have got at Jada Pickett. Because if you guys were gone and done for seven years, that August Alcina stuff, I believe it happened, what, 2019, 2020, I mean, during the pandemic, that's whenever that whole thing started to really happen because everybody had time in their house to really start joking on you and putting you through absolute hell and then your own wife or partner in this business that you and Jada have. Because, yes, you and Jada are a business. You guys' whole front as a couple has been a business. You and her going on Red Table Talk and she playing you out and everybody got your face being the legit new crying mean face replacing Michael Jordan's face. And now they have you, you being the crying, crying mean face for years. And if people throw your face up there now from that Red Table Talk, people still know what that's about. You, my friend, should have gotten that Jada Pickett for real, for real, for even dealing with that and not keeping her side dude or her dude that she was screwing really silent. I'm still not over that. You smack Chris Rock in front of everyone over the Alcina deal or 
quote-unquote because of him getting at Jada Pickett for having her name in his mouth. And again, people might still say because of Chris Rock wanted to date Jada, that's the reason why he never let that go of her turning him down, and that's why he had to get at her at the Oscars 2016 in this, well, last year's Oscars. Listen, I'm not putting no weight into any of that. He's a comedian. There's different things that he could say about anybody. If he wanted to get at Jada, he could have said something about some August. I've seen the jokes at the Oscars stuff. It really landed bow because it was too easy. But he didn't. He went with alopecia joke. There it is. But, Will, you went up there and smacked him. I still sort of said you should have gave the one-two piece to August. I've seen him for an open up his damn mouth. Because, again, you and Jada, nobody knew about y'all business. Literally, nobody knew about y'all business and about y'all situation until he said something. There was always rumors swirling about you and Jada's situation. There was rumors swirling about you and Margot Robbie having some type of situation during y'all uh, first film. I believe it was whenever Will was uh, some type of con man. There was like rumors of that with those two, but they were never ever confirmed. Margot Robbie kept her mouth shut if it did happen. You kept your mouth shut about if it did happen or didn't happen. Nobody ever asked you guys questions. People always allude to it in these rumors and innuendos, but nobody ever confirmed anything. So we have that. There was always rumors between you and Jada, what was going on in your household or what wasn't going on. But when August Alcina came out and said, yo, Jada was, me and Jada were getting it on and all that, dog, you should have gave the one, two piece to him. And that should have been a thing. And you really should have got out of Jada for not keeping her side dude or her dude silent. Because that was messing up y'all business. And it has messed up y'all business for real. You guys haven't recovered from that at all. Rumors are rumors until it is proven. And once somebody pops out and say, I'm messing with someone or we're doing this, that's proven a point. And that's proven what has been said out there. I'm not blaming none of Chris Rock at all. If you tried to get at Jada in 2016, whenever he heard about the rumors of Will and Jada splitting, he has the right to because guess what? She's a free woman. And if she wanted to say no, guess what? She could say no. Congratulations. And I'm not allowing people to try to get at Chris Rock because now, oh, he deserved that smack more because he tried to get at Jada every opportunity that he could. No. No, it was just easy. It was easy in 2016 because guess what? He was hosting the Oscars and she asked him to step down. Nope. That was an easy joke for him to make. He was hosting, or no, he was one of the people for the Oscars in uh, 2022. He's up getting smacked because he made a little alopecia joke. Jesus Christ. He didn't get at her. And especially, again, 2022, you don't think that people couldn't have anybody else in that situation. Be a Ricky Gervais, he would have said something, looked at Jada Pickett. I guarantee you, he would have came up with a much more... Huh, a way more vicious style of joke than an alopecia joke. Just being honest, other comedians would have said something probably way more horrible because of the August Alcina deal. But Chris Rock, he just said something like a G.I. Jane too, and he got him smacked. Jada, you're good. You are good at gaslighting, and you're good at manipulation. You're good at it. I'm not gonna lie. You need an award for that. You need an award for that. They need to put you in a category. You need to get a lot of, uh, you need to get a lot of roles for being a manipulator in some shows, because people can say, oh, she's tapping into her real-life bag. That's a new 
You know how people have these type of lanes that they somehow always get typecasted in? Jada needs to be typecasted as a manipulator, and I guarantee you people will buy it every single time. But again, this is just me and my opinion on this. I don't like that. I don't like her coming out with a memoir now. I don't like how it's still trying to be flipped on Chris Rock. I don't like that. Will Smith, you still need to catch a fade from Chris. There needs to be a video in a moment where you need to have your hands behind your back and Chris need to fade off when you one good time in front of the people so everybody can see that you guys have squashed it and everybody can see that Chris got his lick back even though he got his lick back on you this year with the Netflix special. A physical punch still needs to happen, at least in my personal opinion. Um, This whole deal is still nasty to me. And also, people might say, why do you care about this? I personally do not care, but once somebody puts their personal business about their family business into the media sphere, and I start seeing people doll pile onto someone that did nothing wrong, I think people need to come out and say, yo, homeboy did nothing wrong, and Chris Rock, he did nothing wrong, and Jada Pickett, she's a real good manipulator and gaslighter, because still, in my personal feeling, with Will Smith kind of getting a look at Jada and she wasn't feeling Chris Rock's joke, that may will go into the mode of, okay, God, I got to go and smack him in the face now, or I got to do something. This is all a way of working someone. Jada is good at it. She's able to find someone that is weak and bend them to her will and bend her to her knees. And again, if you guys pick up her book, you guys do so. I'm not going to do so. There's going to be more of her going on this run that she's on, you guys can listen to her and all that kind of crap, you guys do that if you want and also apparently she talks about Tupac in the book, and god am I tired of hearing Jada and Tupac I don't know how Will was able to do it for so long and again, this played into what I said Will Smith is mentally not there, he is not mentally all there ladies and gentlemen, he's not just think about it your partner constantly talks about her quote-unquote soulmate. And that's what she calls Tupac, her soulmate. And you are, that your partner is saying that a dead person was their soulmate. You being their partner that they're married to, you hearing that, that will crush you more and more as the years go by. And from what the media is even showing us, I wonder what she's doing in her real life. How many times she's probably played Tupac songs around Will Smith and Will Smith knowing her feelings towards Pac and Pac's feelings towards Jada. I wonder, does Will Smith ever really go to therapy and talk to his therapist about that? And what does he say to his therapist about Will Smith and Tupac's relationship? I wonder. I will have loved to have read his therapist notes and or either be able to fly on the wall. I swear I would love to. Because again, I'm telling you, Will Smith, he's not there all the way, my people. He's not. But again, this is just me having to get my thoughts off on the whole Will Smith, Jada, her doing this whole press run with this memoir book that she's doing. Hey, get the money if you can. Jada, do what you got to do. But Will, get some legit therapist help and you still Oh, Chris Rock a fade. Rock still needs to punch you in the mouth. That, again, is just my personal preference on that. Now, I'll move over to the next topic here, as this is more of a celebration piece for Shaquille O'Neal and Allen Iverson. They have been given titles over at Reebok. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, he has been given the president of basketball, and Allen Iverson has been given the vice president of basketball. Um, 
an article, they will say that Shaquille O'Neal has been named Reebok's president of basketball, Iverson, the vice president of basketball. And it's a full circle moment because O'Neal was Reebok's very first uh, significant athlete. And Allen Iverson was also a Reebok athlete. And his popularity in early 2000s gave the brand a big boost and an edgy uh, credibility. Allen Iverson is a founding father of Reebok basketball and has left a lasting impact on the game and its surrounding culture, Shaquille O'Neal said via boardroom. There is no one I'd rather work with to bring in a new generation of ballers to Reebok than him. Shaq and AI back at it feels good. So I'm happy that these two guys are got uh, titles over at Reebok. I don't pay too much attention to shoes. Hey, you can give me any type of shoes and I'll wear them as long as they're comfortable and I can do what I got to do. But for two basketball guys, someone like uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who is a big entrepreneur, he has mad multiple businesses. He's got now another like title underneath his resume that's good for him. And someone like Allen Iverson, who is a basketball Hall of Famer, he never won an NBA ring, but all like every basketball fan and every basketball player holds AI in high regards is good to. Here, Allen Iverson has this uh, title as well. So congratulations to both of these uh, gentlemen. And also, congratulations over to uh, the Kaiser Nurses uh, Union here. Because I mentioned, like, last week about the nurses kind of going on strike. But apparently that has been done away now, at least right now, because there's a tentative deal in place. And it seems like it was uh, agreed upon. Um... It gives California workers a minimum wage of $25 an hour with three, within the three years, something that the largest union in the coalition, the Service Employees International Union, United Healthcare Workers West, has aggressively campaigned to get in the legislature and in municipal referendums. So it seems that the nurses, they are not on strike. That's great. Here's what is happening. The tentative four-year deal will now go to the 85000 plus. Kaiser employees represented by the coalition unions for a ratification vote. The process will begin October 18th and will take several weeks. The contract, when it's approved, will be retroactively effective to October 1st, 2023. So I think they're saying if they miss uh, the dates, it's basically going to go back to October 1st. So the time that they were out, they're going to get paid for those days that they were on strike. I believe that's what they're saying when they meant that this contract is going to take in place and it will go back from October 1st, I think. That's from what my ears are and my brain's understanding. Uh, key concepts of the deals, workers outside of California will receive a minimum hourly wage that will reach $23 in three years across the board, raises over the contract terms, which would total 21% that union leaders say will help improve retention for the first time all Coalition workers will receive the same wage increase no matter which state they work in for Kaiser. Enhanced employee performance bonuses, setting minimum payout opportunities, and increasing the maximum payouts in a novel approach. Some bonuses will be tied to patient outcomes, streamline hiring practices, and increase involvements in professional development and job training, including mass hiring events, training existing workers to take new jobs and training future healthcare workers. So the nurses, they got their deal and that's great. So everybody seemed to start and get their deals and starting to at least get what they wanted from these strikes. And again, striking does work. 
You just got to keep going with it. And you just got to have a lot of numbers on your side when you do strike. But striking does work. So we now have the Writers Guild uh, people. Their strike is over with. The nurses, their strike is over with. And their strike just recently happened. So I'm glad for both of these uh, organizations. However, there are still some strikes going on at this time. We still have the United Auto Workers. They're still on strike. And still we have SAG-AFTA, the uh, actors. They're still on strike. As it was reported by Deadline, after less than two weeks, the latest negotiation between SAG-AFTA and the studios and streamers have broken down and been suspended as of Wednesday. The collapse of talks for at least the time being was preceded by a proposal earlier in the day from the Actors Guild and AMPTP decided it couldn't swallow. As Deadline reported over the past week of deliberations between the parties, the main stumbling block to a deal seems to be SAG-AFTA's desire for revenue sharing from successful streaming shows, terming the profit split demand, which is estimated to make up around 2% of potential profits and a tenable economic burden. The studio CEO-led negotiating team has valued the proposed costing them more than $2.4 billion over the course of a new three-year contract or more than 800 million per year so again everybody wants to get money that's all strikes all about money so the united auto workers they're still on strike right now sag after their talks with the big hollywood executives that has broken down and still no deal for them so they're still on strike so the workers that are writers and everything they're still on strike you got your daytime tv you got your late night tv they're still good they're able to go but the well, your primetime TV shows, the scripted dramas, your comedies, all that, they're still not on go because of, well, the actors, they're still on strike. So that's happening right now. So those are your updates on those uh, particular situations. But still, congratulations to people that were able to get their strikes off and uh, get what they wanted. Now, having said all of that, I have hit my alluded time. Now it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I would like to thank everybody that uh, downloaded episodes. I would like to thank all the podcast sites that have me up there because without them, I wouldn't be able to get these podcast episodes out to you guys, the listeners. So I want to thank the podcast sites and also you, the listeners. Now, always remember. I love you. I love you. do love you all this isn't the gimmick this is me telling you the truth i do love every single one of you that do download the episodes whether you're in the united states or you're international i appreciate it so much i see the uh chart i see it every single day from who downloads from where i appreciate it so much now with that being said i do love you all please have a great day this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again this has been your my two cents podcast I have been G2, and if you could, please don't try to be a dick. Please try to be the best person that you can be. Now, if you're a dickhead by natural selection, guess what? Try to be less of a dick. That's all I can say about that. Now, having said all that, I love you all. I thank you. And Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh Jesus wept.